Bibles. Oh, there you go. That's much better. Yes, thank you. Um, uh, Genesis chapter 44. Genesis chapter 44. Uh, But before we get there, I want to talk a little bit about our evening service. This evening, um, we start a new series this evening. And let me encourage you to make it a priority uh, to come to our evening service. Uh, We're going to be starting a a series tonight on the Sermon on the Mount. And I'll be honest with you, I have read the Sermon on the Mount countless times. And unfortunately, I never really endeavored to study the Sermon on the Mount. And shame on me. I'll tell you what, the Sermon on the Mount can change your life if you will let it. I, I I am just starting to dig into it. And I, I've been I've been reading books and, and studying it now for probably about two or three months, and I feel like I'm just scratching the surface of what the sermon is is all about. Um, so please let me encourage you to come and be a part of it. Uh, I promise you, if you will if you will endeavor to make it a priority, God will use it significantly in your life. Um, so let let me encourage you to do that. Uh, and come with the heart attitude of saying, okay, God, speak to my heart. Uh, I, I have been challenged in ways, just the, the, the studying that I've done so far, uh, I have been just, it's just been incredible. Anyway, um, so enough of that. Last week, uh, we started a two-part sermon, which I don't do very often uh, on Sunday mornings. Uh, I try always to, to limit every Sunday morning sermon to uh, to itself because I, I hate to for somebody to hear h- half of it and not get the other half. Um, so we're going to do a little review here. So though if you were not here last week, hopefully it'll bring you up to speed on it. But <clears throat> uh, we started this two-part message last week on forgiveness. And I have had more people over the last week tell me, things similar to the fact that, Pastor, I needed that sermon last week. Uh, forgiveness is something that we all struggle with. Uh, and and uh, l- let me say this. This is not in my notes, okay? So this is a free commercial. Um, oftentimes, the forgiveness that we struggle with is learning to forgive ourselves, more than it's harder for us to forgive ourselves than it is to forgive others. And and I'm seeing heads bobbing uh, all over the auditorium because it's true. We are far more critical of ourselves, are we not? And how many times have you said to yourself, I cannot believe I did that? I mean, we've all done that. So forgiveness, and, and so please, as we talk about this idea of forgiveness, the, the, <clears throat> the idea of forgiveness here is something that it, 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 it's not limited to forgiving others, okay? We're talking about forgiveness in general, which includes us. One of the greatest things 
that God has given us is the ability to have relationships. And we again, we talked about this last week, and within, <clears throat> within relationships, we can experience amazing joy and comfort, can we not? But simultaneous to that, the, the flip side of that coin is we can experience amazing hurt and pain. That is the downside to relationships, is the hurt and the pain. The good side of the relationship is the comfort and the joy that we can experience. But do we ever dwell on the comfort and the joy? Or do we dwell on the bad times? See, that's what we have trouble letting go. Each of us has experienced deep sorrow and hurt. We have all experienced disappointment, hurt, and betrayal. And Joseph, as we've been studying the life of Joseph, Joseph very clearly experienced disappointment, hurt, and betrayal in his life multiple times over and over and over. So as we look again at the life of Joseph this morning, we're going to, the title of the message that we, we started last week is The Pathway to Forgiveness. The, the Pathway to Forgiveness. Um, and and, and it, it, as I have looked at this and studied it and prayed over it, that, that I picked the word pathway on purpose because it, it, is, it is the... the, the <clears throat> Yeah, it's the pathway. <laughs> you know, it's the way to forgiveness. It, this is not a, a secret formula by any stretch of the imagination. But this is the pathway that Joseph found to forgiveness. So as we look at this, we can, we can automatically know that it works because Joseph experienced victory in his life. For some for some review now, um, uh, Joseph, uh, if there was ever a person, humanly speaking, that had the right to be angry and bitter, it would be Joseph. Nothing that he experienced in his life, all the heartache, the the the, the hatred of his family, being sold into slavery, um, working for Potiphar. Uh, uh, literally working and making a a career, if you would. He 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 um, uh, flourished at his job, and was rewarded for that by promotions and different things. And then his employer's wife betrayed him, lied about him, and he was thrown into prison. And in prison, he prospered in prison but he prospered because of hard work. But then in prison, he was forgotten. And then through a divine intervention, 
he got an audience with the Pharaoh. And within within probably minutes, but you know, hours at the most, he went from being a prisoner to being the prime minister of Egypt. That's God. That's a faithfulness of God. Poured out into a man who was faithful in believing God was in control. But as we have studied the life of Joseph, the entire time he was going through all these trials, he was carrying the extra burden of a broken relationship with his family. And as the as we've as we have been studying the, in the recent weeks, Joseph's desire was to bring the family back together and, and mend that broken relationship. And the, the pathway that we're talking about here is the pathway that Joseph used to get victory for he and his family. Years ago, I read a story about a little boy who was sitting on a park bench. And as a, an older man walked by, he looked at the little boy and could tell that the little boy was in pain. And he was kind of squirming, but you could the, the man could just tell that he was in a lot of pain. So he stops and he looks at the little boy and he says, Hey, is everything okay? Or are you okay? And the little boy looked at him, he says, I'm sitting on a bumblebee. <clears throat> and he says, and the, the man looks at the boy, he says, Why don't you stand up? And he says, I figure I'm causing him more pain than he's causing me. Now that's the mentality of a child, but the reality is this. Oftentimes, that's exactly what we do when we are hurt. We want to hurt someone else. Because I hurt, you have to hurt. And as, I, as we talk this morning and, and we go through the message this morning, I want, to, <clears throat> I want you to keep the picture of that little boy sitting on that bumblebee in your mind. Because as... We endure pain for the satisfaction of believing we're hurting someone else. Think about that. I mean, we, we, see, we, we see this story of a little boy and a bumblebee, and we think, how ludicrous. Just stand up, and, and, and it, you're, you know, you're still going to hurt for a while, but you're not going to be in as much pain as you are now. But when we are hurting, that sometimes is exactly what we do. We want to inflict pain on others. And we are willing to endure pain in order to inflict pain. And logically, it doesn't make sense. But it's what we do. 
Joseph knew that sitting on the bumblebee accomplishes nothing but more pain. Joseph's, when Joseph's brothers came to him, could he not have inflicted a lot of pain on them? Absolutely. He could have imprisoned, enslaved, killed them. I mean, the list could go on and on and on. Tortured, the whole thing. But what did he want to do? He wanted to stop the pain. And that's what forgiveness does. Matthew chapter 22 Verses 37 to 40. We, these are verses we shared last week. Forgiveness is something that our Lord talked about often. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law, and the prophets. Forgiveness was a is, is a major theme in the Lord's Prayer. And Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 15 says, After this manner, uh, therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us not our, or excuse me, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Remember that line, please. It's important. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if we forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your heaven will your Father forgive your trespasses. Forgiveness is a is a major part of a prayer that God gave us. Forgiveness. Genesis chapter forty four. <clears throat> Again. Now uh, let's read uh, verse 31 and following. It says, And it came to pass when he uh, seen that the lad was not with us, he will die. Okay, let me stop right here and explain what's leading up to verse 31. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Judah goes to uh, Joseph, who he doesn't know it's Joseph yet, and he explains, he says, Look, if, if we return without Benjamin... Uh, our dad, he's, he's just going to die. It's as simple as that. Okay, So that's what it's talking about. Um, and, and for time's sake, we can't go back through the whole story. Um, but anyway, um, uh, And thy servant shall bring down uh, the gray head of, of thy servant, our father, with sorrow to the grave. For thy servant came uh, sure, uh, became surety for the lad, unto my father, saying, If I bring him not unto thee, then I shall bear the blame to my father forever. Now therefore I pray thee, let the servant abide, <clears throat> let thy servant abide instead of the lad, a bondman uh, to the Lord, and let the lad go up with his brethren. And, he, and how shall I go 
up to my father and the lad be not with me, lest peradventure I see the evil that shall come on my father. So basically Judah goes to Joseph and he begs him. He says, look, do not enslave, imprison Benjamin. Take me instead. And that is exactly what Joseph was looking for, a repentant heart. Because up until this time, these ten brothers only cared about themselves. And for the first time in their lives, one of them finally realized, hey, you know what, it's not all about me. Judah makes a compelling argument to Joseph. Point number one to our message. The method of forgiveness. The method of forgiveness. And again, we talked about this uh, last week, but I'm just going to do a quick review, bring you up to speed, and then we'll continue on with the message. Uh, Verse number one. uh, Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him, and he cried, caused every man to go out from me, And there stood no man with him, while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. Letter A, under point number one, keep things private. I cannot overemphasize the the importance of when, when something happens in a relationship. When it gets public, it makes it a whole lot harder to make things right when things become public. We need to keep things private, and that's exactly what Joseph does. He doesn't, he doesn't make this, this, this announcement in front of all of his servants. He, just, he excuses them all, and then he does it in private. Um, <clears throat> our tendency, our human tendency, is to let loose, is it not? We want everybody to know. Social media is a horrible place when you're upset about something. Let, let me say this. If, you, if, if you're upset about something or someone, stay off of social media because you're going to say something you don't want to say. You will escalate something into, into a problem that you don't want it to be. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24, a froward man soweth strife, and a whisperer separateth chief, chief, chief friends. There's a lot of wisdom in this verse. A froward man soweth strife, but the person who goes around whispering does even more damage. Joseph was careful to keep everything private. Letter B, be honest and open. Verse, verse 2, <clears throat> and he uh, wept aloud, and the, Egyptian, the, the Egyptians, <clears throat> excuse me, and the house of Pharaoh heard, and Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph, thou uh, doth my, my father yet live, and his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, 
Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom ye sold into Egypt. Be honest and open is the next step in the pathway to forgiveness. Now, I want to make a very important disclaimer here. Joseph was honest, but he was not hateful. We can be honest and hateful at the same time, can we not? And that is not what Joseph was. Joseph was honest, but not hateful. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 1. Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Honesty is a critical part of the the pathway to forgiveness. Point number two, the action of forgiveness. So we talked about the method of forgiveness, now the action of of forgiveness. Uh, Putting putting the plan into action, so to speak. Letter A, trust that God can work it all out. Trust that God can work it all out. Look at uh, verse 5. Now therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourself that he he, uh, sold me thither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years uh, hath the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in which uh, there shall neither be uh, earring nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it is not you that sent me hither, but God. And he hath made me a father to Pharaoh, a lord unto all his house, and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Again, last week, I, I, I want to I emphasize this again. I am in no way minimizing the, the, the horrible things that Joseph went through in his life because he went through some incredibly difficult seasons in his life. And, 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 and I don't want to minimize the, the hard seasons that you have gone through either or that I've gone through. That, that's not the point. But the point is this, God is in control. And if we will allow him to take control, then he can do great things in our lives. See, Joseph understood that God was in control of his life. He understood that. But the key, we need to understand that God is in control of our lives too. And we, there are times when Joseph was going through what he, that he went through, he did not understand why. All he could do was trust. And there are times in our lives the same exact thing has to take place in our lives. We need to just understand and let God have control of our lives. It is not just a matter of knowing that God is in control, but it is a matter of letting 
God have control of our lives. There's a big difference. Big difference. First Peter chapter 5, verse 17, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Okay, so we are now caught up. That's that's where we left it last week. So all this is new, 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 new steps in the pathway to forgiveness. You ready for this? This is not fun. Letter B. Release the debt. Release the debt. Let's go back to the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Simply put, sometimes we just need to let go. But pastor, I can't let go. You you have no idea what this person did to me. I can't let go. I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. So you like sitting on a bumblebee. Right? Because that's what you're doing. You're actually hurting yourself more than the other person when you don't let go. Sometimes we just need to let go. The little, the little boy accomplished nothing but inflicting a lot of personal pain. For your own sake, for your sake, you need to just let go sometimes. The pain just is not worth it. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 to 32. Let all bitterness. Now let me let's stop here before we go any further. How much bitterness are we supposed to let go of? All bitterness. All bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. <clears throat> and be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Sometimes all we have to do is just like oh. Trusting that God is in control is a critical step in the pathway to forgiveness. But I have to say this. Releasing the debt is probably the most difficult step in forgiveness. Now let's, let, let's go back to a statement that I made at the very beginning. That means forgiving ourselves too. Letting go 
and allowing God the opportunity to do a great work in our lives. Releasing the debt of our own mistakes. It's critical. It's, it, 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 we cannot move forward until we take this incredibly difficult step. Years ago, I preached a similar message. I don't, I, I don't even remember the message, to be perfectly honest. But I preached a message on forgiveness back many, many years ago. And there was a man who has since moved away but came to our church then. And he came to me about a month after, maybe two months after I preached that message, and he said, it works. And I said, yeah. What works? And he says, forgiveness. I said, what are, you ta- what are you talking about? He said, well, you didn't know this, but back a month, two months, three months ago, whatever, he said, you preached a message on forgiveness. Do you remember? I'm like, no. He said, well, you did. And you said this and this and this. And, and I said, okay, well, that sounds like something I would say. So, okay, I preached the message on it. And he said, I put it into practice. He said, years ago, a man that I worked with offended me deeply. And he said, when I was on vacation last week, I looked this man up and I, and I went to him and I said, you know what, I forgive you for what you said 20 years ago, whatever. And he said, as soon as I said that, a burden was lifted off of me. Like he said, it was the most incredible thing I've ever experienced in my life. He'd been carrying it around for that many years. And he said, now, the guy who offended me all those years ago, we'll never be good friends, he said, but we were able to make up. And you know what, he's not a bad guy after all. Because he gave me the opportunity to say, you know what, I'm sorry. Just letting go. And you know, oftentimes what I have found is sometimes the things that we hold on to the tightest are things that people oftentimes don't even know that they've offended you. And once again, I'm seeing heads going up and down, so you know what I'm talking about. And sometimes by just coming to someone and saying, hey, you know what? That hurt me. Most of the time, my experience is, the person will say, I had no idea. I am so sorry. I had no idea. But what do we do? We sit on the bumblebee and we, we endure pain so that we can inflict pain. And it doesn't work. Letter C. Now, I made this statement that trusting God is absolutely critical that releasing the the debt is probably the hardest step of the journey to forgiveness. This next one, 
is right there with the f releasing the debt. It's tough, okay? But I think, my th in my thinking, I think if we can release the debt, this next step is difficult, but it's a little easier than, than releasing the debt. Does that make sense? Demonstrate grace. Letter C. Demonstrate grace. Look at verse 9 of our passage. Haste ye, and go up to my father, and say unto him, Thus saith my son, thy son Joseph, God hath made me a lord of all Egypt. Come down unto me, tarry not. And thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen, and thou shalt be near unto me, thou and thy children and thy children's children and thy flocks and herds and all thou, th that thou hast. And there I will nourish thee, for yet there are five years of famine, lest thou and thy household and all thou hast come to poverty. Demonstrating grace. I read something somewhere. I don't know where I read it, but I agree with it. The quote is this. The greatest test of forgiveness is how we treat people that have hurt us. The greatest test of forgiveness is how we treat people who have hurt us. When we have been hurt, our favorite verse becomes Matthew chapter 5 and verse 38. Ye have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Isn't that what? Isn't that? Okay, that's the little boy sitting on the bumblebee. But we fail to read the next verse. But I say unto you, that ye resist not evil. In other words, the eye for the eye and tooth for tooth is what? Evil. But whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. What? Come on, man. You're kidding me, right? That ain't... No, come on. That's what it says. Now, if you're sleeping, wake up, okay? Just just because this, this, this next statement is why you came to church this morning, okay? So if you don't get anything out of the message this morning, get this, okay? Joseph did not say, I forgive you. He showed them forgiveness. He didn't just say, oh, I forgive you. No, he demonstrated forgiveness. Say, how did he do that? <clears throat> this is a picture of Egypt. Well, not all of Egypt, but the, the, the only... E Egypt itself is a very large country. It's huge. But only a small portion of it is really 
inhabitable. And this, this area right here is considered Lower Egypt. And what did Joseph tell his brothers to tell their father? If you will come to Egypt, I will give you Goshen. Goshen is right here in the most fertile part of the country. He doesn't just say, hey, come to Egypt and I'll take care of you. He said, I will give you luxury. That, my friend, is acting out mercy. Think about this. The mercy of God in your life. I don't know about you, but I deserve hell because of my sin. But what is God giving me when I die? A home and glory. And if you're saved, you're in the same boat I am. That's mercy. And if we are going to forgive, we need to demonstrate mercy. Joseph was going to give them the, 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 the best of the best. Did they deserve the best of the best? Absolutely not. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 41 says, And whosoever shall compel thee or force thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Again, now I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tell you this. The last verse about the eye for the eye and the tooth for the tooth, that, that, that passage and this passage, Matthew chapter 5, are all part of the Sermon on the Mount. Hint, commercial for the series we're starting tonight. Okay? But I want to talk about this for a minute because this is critical. Because the Roman law said that any Roman soldier that was moving from one duty station to another could force or compel a, a Jewish citizen to carry their luggage for one mile. If the, if the person refused, they had the right to kill them. And Jesus ups the ante. And, okay, you got to keep in mind, the Jews hated the Romans. I mean, hated the Romans. And for a Jew to carry the luggage of a Roman soldier one mile was an insult beyond all insults. And, I mean, they hit the one mile mark, poof, man, it went down. And that, they were not carrying it another step. But what does Jesus say here? Go two miles. That, those of you that, are, that, that can make it to the evening service for this series, you're going to hear me say this a lot. That is a revolutionary thinking. That went against every fiber in the person's being. Why would I do that? to demonstrate the love of God. Mercy. 
mercy. Joseph's brothers drove him away, yet he called them to come near to him. They left him without comfort, but he offered them luxury. They were willing to let him die of hunger and thirst, yet he prepared a feast for them. They took his coat. He gave them gifts. That's mercy. That's mercy. Joseph demonstrated mercy. And the grace, if you think about this, I, re- I read this somewhere, somewhere too. I, I don't remember where I read it, but grace is the essence of forgiveness. To just say, I forgive you, is one thing. And, and we can even mean it. That's even better. But when we demonstrate grace and we go over and above what we need to do, that is Christ-likeness. And Joseph understood that. Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 13. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, also, so also do ye. I cannot underestimate the difficulty it is to show grace. But yet, it seems like, as I read the story of Joseph, Joseph wanted to show grace. He, he, he was waiting for the opportunity to demonstrate grace to his brothers. And then finally, the cycle of forgiveness. The cycle of forgiveness. Turn over to chapter 50. And we'll talk more about this when we get to chapter 50, but I want to just share this with you because this is important to understanding the cycle of forgiveness. Look at verse 15. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us of all the evil which we did unto him. So let's stop right here. What's taking place here in verse 15? Okay, Joseph's dad is dead. And his brothers say this. 
Incredible statement. You know what? Now that dad is dead, he's going to come after us. After all that Joseph had done for them, after everything that he had done for them, for them to think that had to, had to have hurt. Had, had to have hurt. Verse 16. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, okay, hey, don't forget, dad told you not to get mad at us. So shall you say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and and their sins, and they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespasses, the trespass of thy servants, of the of of the uh, God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. <clears throat> and his brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they they said, Behold. We be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I, for, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you uh, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring it to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Now therefore fear ye not, for I will flur- <clears throat> excuse me, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. The cycle of forgiveness is really, really, really simple. Be prepared to forgive again and again. And again. Why? Did did not Joseph forgive his brothers? Absolutely he did. He demonstrated this forgiveness to them. But why did he have to forgive them again? Quite honestly, because the brothers had not forgiven themselves. And guilt was still plaguing their hearts. And now that dad's gone, oh no, here it goes. We're gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna take it out on us now. Over and over and over. Now let me ask you a question. Going back to what we talked about at the beginning, how often do we have to forgive ourselves? Over and over and over. Why? Because guilt is something that likes to plague us, does it not? Because we we dwell more on the not-so-smart thing. I, w- I was going to say the stupid things we do, but I just changed that. The not-so-smart things that we do is what we tend to dwell on, is it not? Matthew chapter 18 Peter comes to Jesus he's got this 
great idea. I, I love Peter, by the way. Uh, out of all the apostles, he's my favorite. <clears throat> I, I just, I love him. Because he always says crazy things. But um, Peter has this idea in his head about forgiveness. And he comes to Jesus and he makes a, he makes a, a statement to Jesus. And, and it, on the surface, it's an, inc- it's an incredible statement. In, in Matthew chapter 18, verse 21, he says this, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him until seven times? Now, you have to understand that when Peter makes this statement, Jewish law said you only had to forgive somebody four times. So Peter, that's why, that's why I love Peter. Peter's like, okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the big man. I'm gonna be the good Christian, and I'm gonna see if Jesus, I'm gonna impress Jesus by forgiving people seven times. But what does Jesus say? Next verse. Jesus saith, Matthew chapter 18, verse 22, and Jesus, Jesus, Jesus saith unto him. I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. 490 times. So does that mean we get, how many of you, you know these little silver, I should have bought one of those things, these little silver things with the little clicker things, you know? No? We, We all need one of those. Okay, that's 324 Okay, there's another one. You know, we need one of those so that when we hit 490, we can just... An eye for an eye, baby. Is that what Jesus is saying? No. No. What is he saying? You just keep forgiving and keep forgiving and keep forgiving and keep forgiving. In chapter 45, Joseph demonstrates forgiveness and grace. And he, and he basically gives them the, the most fertile part of Egypt to live in. Yet five chapters later, in chapter 50, he's having to explain, hey, look, guys, I forgave you a long time ago. I forgive you. It's it's all in the past. It takes a true commitment to have a heart of forgiveness. If not, if we do not have a heart of commitment to forgive, we will be like the little boy sitting on the bumblebee, enduring pain in hopes I'm inflicting pain. And so often that's exactly how we live our lives. That is not That is not how Joseph lived. Joseph lived a victorious life. 
Now let me, let me end with a question and a couple verses and we'll be done. The question is this. Who do we hurt the most when we don't forgive? Ourselves. Ourselves. Let me close with this. Matthew 5, verses 23 and 24. Therefore, if any... uh, Excuse me. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar... And there rememberest that thy brother had aught against thee. Leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift. Question, what is more important to God? Your gift or your relationships? Your relationship. Because... My pastor of 20 years, Pastor Stevens, used to say this all the time. If this isn't right, your horizontal relationships, your vertical relationships won't be right either. And God says, you know what? It's more important we get this right so that this can be right. John chapter 13. Verse 34 and 35, a new commandment give I unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. So let me go through the points very quick and we'll pray. The method of forgiveness Keep things private. Be honest and open. The action of forgiveness, trust that God is in control. Release the debt and demonstrate grace. And then number three, the cycle of forgiveness. Be willing to continue to forgive over and over and over. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the word of God that can change lives. And Lord, I am so thankful that you have demonstrated grace and forgiveness in my life over and over and over. God, help us. Help us, dear God, to be more like you in everything that we say and do. Everything that we say and do. We desperately need you. Thank you for the pathway to forgiveness. With every head bowed.